you're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, and I'm joined as always by the one, the only, the legendary Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, man? Fantastic. A day before Thanksgiving, and there's so much to be thankful for. Yes, yes. I don't know about you, Sangram, but I've been really feeling kind of the holiday spirit this year. I, I think in years past, I don't know what it was, but the last couple of years, I don't feel like I've really felt all the warm and fuzzies as much. But for whatever reason, in 2018, I am feeling it. And I'm really, really excited about tomorrow. And then obviously the Christmas season coming into that. So when you mentioned to me, Singram, what we were going to be talking about today, it got me super pumped. Obviously, everyone listening to this has read the headline. We're going to be talking about five John Wooden quotes. But before we dive into that, Sangram, can you just give us a little bit of background on John Wooden for those that maybe aren't as familiar with him? Yeah, sure, man. I think he is one of the most legendary basketball player and head coach at the University of California uh, in L.A., and he was named as the Wizard of Westwood. He won 10 NCAA national championships in a 12-year period as head coach of UCLA, which is insane if you think about it, and including... Yeah, seven in a row, which is, again, unheard of. Uh, but I think there's a lot written about him. Uh, you know, he unfortunately passed away in 2010. But, but the words, the phrases, the, the wisdom that he, he talked about has been out there. And I'm a big fan of it. You know, I think almost every month somewhere I, I see some quote from John Woodard. I'm like, man, he was so right or he is so right. So all that to say is that he was one of the greatest players that, uh, that, that we have known. He was one of the best coach, which means from a leadership perspective and, and things that he really parted wisdom on on his team is really, really critical for me as a business leader. And I feel everybody else who is in a leadership role. And I think the quotes that we're about to unveil are something that are very, very close to me and hopefully to some of the people listening to it. I love it. Awesome. Let's, let's dive into the first one, man. All right. So the first one is success is never final. Failure is never fatal. It's courage that counts. And, and to me, that, that means a lot because every time we fail, I feel like, oh man, it's done. Like this won't really ever work. I, I don't know if, ever, if that has ever happened to you, James. Oh, absolutely, man. And I think that's a natural human response to failure is that we, we think it is final. We think it is fatal. And it's not, you were actually telling me right before we, we started this about a couple flip my funnel events that went sideways and kind of flopped. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah, man. So a lot of people know flip my funnel conferences, events. We have been fast growing the podcast and the community. It's just been blossoming, which has been really good when you look at it at the macro level. But when you go to the micro level, which is day to day things, we did two events, one in uh, Chicago and one in San Francisco. Hardly not many people showed up to, especially the one in Chicago. We figured out that wasn't the right time, may not be the right market. It was a really, really hard event, a hard thing. And we did it literally a week away from each other. And it was a moment where we could have easily said, you know what? 
it's done. You know, we are not going to have any more success. Whatever success we had, we had. So no longer what. And I feel like the courage of the team really, really came through because they're like, no, we, we got to keep going. Maybe it's not the right market, the right time. And then we did the next event in San Francisco and we had about 1,500 people at that event. So so I feel like I, we have, I have lived through many, many moments beyond just flip my funnel, but also at Terminus and, and previous roles where, you know, you are, you get to a point where you feel like, man, what a, what a crazy thing we thought of. This is not going to work. And I think at that very moment, there's a small voice somewhere in your heart that says, no, you can keep going. You can keep going. And, and I think the days where I am brave enough to have the courage to go through, I think yeah, I see a brighter side. And there are many times I, I do, I feel like I should have gone a little bit further, but I didn't because I was scared. I was afraid. But this quote really brings it back that failure is nev- never, ever fatal. I love it, man. Let's talk about the second quote that you found. Yeah, man. So the one that this one is really interesting one. This is something that I feel like we talk about it as part of this podcast all the time. Just just try to be the best you can be. Uh, never cease trying to be the best you can be. And, and, and that's in your power. And what he's really trying to, to do in my way, in my view, James, is that the only thing that's in our power is who we are and how we respond to situations every day that yeah. come our way. So, so it's, yeah. it's, that's the only thing we have in our part. And everything, like I'm sure he, he was in, in events and uh, he was probably losing, he lost probably a ton of games as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the way we introduced John Wooden as if he was, he would never fail. Like he, of course, failed. He, of course, lost. But he always tries to be the best he can. And he recognized the power really lies within us in the moment, how we respond to it as over, you know, anything else. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a book right now with our entire team, actually. It's the classic Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective oh, People. Yeah. And and he talks about a similar concept here, you know, where it's you you can only control what you can control and that's you. And if we're trying to control how other people respond or what other people do to us, we're putting ourselves in a position where we're going to lose because we ultimately can't control what's out of our control. And so I, I love that you I love that you brought that up. Uh, can you share a story of kind of how this is how this is applied in, in your life? Yeah, man. Um, let's think about even, uh, I think we talked about the travel has been crazy this year, being speaking at 29 or so yeah. events. So it yeah. has been tough with kids and then travel and, and spouse and everything. Life has been just, just a bit crazy and, and in addition to helping run a company. So what I found out was I was always trying to figure out how do I balance? How do I balance? How do I balance? And the reality was that there's no such thing as balance because Either we are, especially for me, either I'm so much in the work that I forget everything around it and I'm just that kind of person. I've just immersed myself in it or I just go on the opposite and I would just so decouple from it that I forget everything around it. So so it's, it's one of those things. So what I realized was it wasn't, for me at least, it's not about finding the balance. It's finding love in every moment, which means to me is that when I'm with my family, I want to do everything I possibly can do to make every moment really, really magical for us that we can. So it wasn't the number of hours. It's like, okay, I don't have the number of hours. So for whatever hours I have, I want to make it amazing, memorable. And that's yeah. really what I've started to focus on is love in the moment at work or at life. I love it. I love it. All right, Sangram, this third quote that you found, I really like it. It says, 
the best competition I have is against myself to become better. Talk to us about this quote. Remember, you and I had a podcast episode maybe maybe a month ago where we talked about like this this whole idea of waking up at 5 a.m. And I was telling you that, man, I'm, I'm slacking. I'm not doing mm. that. This has just thrown me out of whack. And I, I really felt accomplished when I typically used to wake up at 5 a.m. And for a couple of months, I was just not in my, with my, you know, my routine. I'm back to it and I feel so much more in control. I feel like I'm conquering the world even before 8 a.m., 9 a.m. And mm. that's, that has been really good. But I think that the point really here is that I have to fight my own laziness. I have to fight my own fears. I have to find my own because I can reason myself in or out. We are such an amazing species, right? We can reason ourselves into doing something and we can very easily reason ourselves to get out of it. And yep. And it all comes down to like, you know, what is it that we really want and, and who are we really competing for? It's not our competitor. It's not, a, you know, I think that's why John Wooden was so amazing with his team and his whole journey that he had as a coach was that he never pushed his team to think about the competition. He helped each and every player all the time, all the things that you hear about him, he helped them conquer themselves. And I think that is such an incredible learning. It's trying to get one person better every single day. Yeah, I love that. My my good friend Stephen Mackey talks about that idea of one percent better every single day. And then even last night, actually, my pastor talked about how change is really hard. And so to even change ten percent is an enormous accomplishment. And so thinking about this idea of of not trying to change a whole lot, but getting one percent better. And if you do that consistently, uh, it's obviously going to move the needle a whole lot. Uh, this this next quote is be more concerned with your character than your reputation because your character is what you really are while your reputation is merely what others think you are. Why did you choose this one, Sangam? Oh man, uh, we we talk about authenticity a lot on this podcast, and hopefully, it comes through as you and I and people who we have on the podcast really you know hopefully we we all emanate that. And, and at least try to be that. And I feel like this is so, so, so good for anybody who is trying to be in a leadership role. And I believe that everybody is a leader of some sort, some campaign, even an in, if you're an intern and listening to it, you're in a leader of your own closet, right? Like whatever that is, you are in a leadership role, your team, your family, your friends, they are as they will be your, around you and, and they all know you as long as your character is intact. And I feel like when life comes at you, where you go down, where you go up, I think in both moments when you're down and when you're up, what really needs to be consistent, and it's extremely hard, and it really needs to be consistent is your character. And if you can pull that together, it's like no matter how bad the days are, I'm not going to be unkind to somebody. Or at the mm. same time, no matter how good the days are, I'm not going to be too proud for about myself, right? So the both sides of the equation is so important. And I think in this quote, I feel he really brings it together and says, what it really comes down to is your character intact in both these situations. Yeah. And I I love the emphasis too, on not focusing on 
what other people think of you. I, I think that can be such a limiting, such a limiting thing, getting caught up in how you're perceived by others or how other people are thinking about you. And it can keep you from really focusing on the thing that matters, which he says, obviously, in this quote is your character. But I, I love both sides of that, both the focusing, focusing on character as well as he sidelines that common thought of, you know, what other people think about you is important. And he says, no, that's actually not the case. So that that was a really good one. I, I think that one I didn't actually know that that was a, a John Wooden quote uh, before you brought this up. So I'm glad that you found this one. Tell us the next quote, Sanger. All right. This is, I think, really, really good one. Short one, but I feel like we so forget about this all. And I am the greatest, greatest you know, person who, who totally forgets about this thing, which is today is the only day yesterday is gone. And and that is, a, you know, if you take a moment and think about it, is that we, we take yesterday along with us every day, right? We bring yesterday, the whole the baggage of yesterday uh, onto today, and we load that up. And then we add even more baggage with everything that's going on today. And then we just submerge ourselves into stuff that you really don't have to think about. And I think what he was really getting into here, and I remember reading this quote in the context that they they lost a game. And he was telling his team, this is a, hey, look, you know what? Today's the only day. Yesterday's gone. You lost yesterday's game. And that was a really bad game. And then we, we learned a lot in what we should be doing. But you know what? You're going to go in today on the field. Just thinking about today is the only day. You're not going to think about yesterday. You're not going to think about future. You're going to play as if this is the last game. This is the only day you possibly have. And to me, that was such a such an incredible inspirational thing to think about is that we sometimes, I don't know about you, James, but I feel I take on yesterday's baggage into tomorrow or today. And that really ruins even my today, which is not supposed yeah. to. Yeah, you've started doing for a while now, I think you've done like a daily journal, right? When we were, as we were talking about this, you mentioned that that has helped a lot. Oh man, it is absolutely. It's actually me and my son now, uh, we both do that. And maybe we should talk about that sometime. We have this, this heart kind of thing that we write H-E-A-R-T, H meaning what makes me, ha- what made me happy that day. E meaning who did I empathize with? A meaning what should I pay attention to? J R meaning what is the right thing to do? Did I not do the right thing? Kind of really reflect on that. And T, what am I thankful for? What I'm grateful for? And it really, before going to sleep, by making sure I'm writing those things up, literally unloading and saying, you know what? It's done. The day's over. I've looked at everything that I could do. I've learned a few things around what I shouldn't do. And I'm just grateful for the day I have. And, and, and I think by writing it down and closing the book, I almost try to almost physically close yesterday and then, then move on to the next day. But it has truly helped me. But I'll tell you, it's not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not perfect in the fact that I'm not. That there are things that, you know, I wake up in the morning, I still have some thought about something going on and I'm trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. This last quote we're going to talk about, Sangram, it says, don't give up on your dreams or your dreams will give up on you. Talk to us about this one as we close out today's episode. This is true for everybody. I feel like we all have opportunities in our life. And I don't think we have too many opportunities. I think we all get maybe one. And if you're super lucky, maybe two opportunities in a lifetime where we have to just go for it. Right. And I feel like all of us have some sort of dream and all of us want to do something. And there are things that holds us back. And we give all of those things, I call them excuses, so much weight that we never, ever go and get our dream. And then we admire and idolize some of the other people who do it. You know, for example, for me, 
Well, when I started Terminus, I was 36, right? And then I just had my daughter, second kid, right? So my wife was not working. And at that time, to me, this was like the worst possible time for me to start uh, do a startup. But I felt yeah. so pulled by that, that I feel like if I didn't do this, regardless of failing or not, if I didn't do this, my wife knew me really well. She said, you're going to regret. And she's like, if you regret then we're never going to get back. And I felt like it, that was one of those moments where I feel like God was literally pushing me and saying that, dude, you have to do this. This is, you know, I don't know what will happen with Terminus and, you know, great things hopefully in the future. But regardless, I feel so fulfilled at the fact that I went for it, I leaped for it, and I had a great family that supported me to do it. And if I didn't do it, I felt like no matter how much money I would make in life, I've, I would have felt miserable and I would have felt that that wasn't the right thing. Yeah, it's so funny that that story is so similar, particularly when it comes to startups is, you know, there's there's always a reason not to do it. And obviously you had you had a really good one. You were starting your family. And I think that so many people uh, allow excuses to keep them on the sideline and really keep them from pursuing their dream. And and obviously now there are thousands and thousands of people over a hundred, I think now over a couple hundred employees that are that are extremely grateful that you decided to pursue yours. Sangram, as we wrap up today's episode, obviously we you know, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We want everybody to have, you know, an incredible Thanksgiving. What's what's your challenge to listeners before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think for me, especially because tomorrow is Thanksgiving and we wanted to make sure today we talk about something that has been really inspirational to us and hopefully to you as you listen and going to Thanksgiving, we end up thanking our family, thanking God, thanking you know people around us a lot. But I don't in that moment, but I don't think we do that as often as we should. So the big challenge for you listening to this is that, you know, just take the moment, like when you go back to your work next week, or if you get a chance to do it this week, Text somebody, say that you love them, you're thankful, you're grateful for them. Make somebody feel special because you know what? It's going to make you feel special. And I feel like that is that is the greatest gift that you can give somebody and to yourself. Wonderful. Thank you, well, thank you so much for your time today. And for those of you listening, we really do hope that you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving with, with family, with friends. And we are so grateful for you for giving us your attention. And I know we, we, we say it a lot, but we truly are grateful. Have an amazing holiday weekend. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.